This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined by Rosalind Manowitz, or Rainbow Rosalind. Hello. Where are you? I'm in Dunedin, up in Halfway Bush. How is the second round of Bubbles been in Halfway Bush? Yeah, um, better than the first, actually. I think I think it was a a bit of a a bit less of a shock to the system as the first time that we did lockdown, and um, I mean, I I'm my job is so random that last time I was working on a really intense project, and um, and because we couldn't film at the studio anymore, I was still doing a lot of recording work from home and still with lots of deadlines, so that was quite stressful as well as parenting my son um but this time around i didn't have all of those deadlines because i was working for myself instead so it was a little bit more relaxed (laughs) so what is the work that you do uh so i work on a tv show called code fun as the presenter and the composer um so that's a kids tv show and then the other thing i do is i run a kids entertainment party business uh, Rainbow Rosalind parties, and then I just record music and do live shows performing for kids as Rainbow Rosalind the Fairy. What got you into that sort of work? That all sounds so exciting. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I always had quite a, a musical background. My my whole family are musicians, so I was brought up playing a lot of music and doing singing and dancing, and then. Um, somewhere along the way I just found a real passion for writing songs for children um, and that sort of took me into the children's music industry um, and yeah I just love bringing the magic to the kids. Is it harder, easier writing songs for kids? Ooh, age-old question. Um Look, it depends, actually. Um, I think I wouldn't say it's easier than writing songs for adults. I just think it's a whole different skill set. Yeah. And your writing for children is very successful. You have won awards for it. Well done. Thank you. It must be nice to be appreciated for that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it is, um, you know, you have a lot of output, um, sort of like performing a lot and creating lots of new songs for kids. Um, and 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 it really is, I really am doing it for the kids. Um, and 
to sort of um, to sort of help ingrain those really important morals as well um, and like ideas of self-love and empathy and kindness to these kids but getting recognized for your work um, is always nice because it does give you a bit of a boost that what you're doing is um, working so what drives you in that i mean you could just be entertaining for the sake of entertaining but you're actually using it to to carry that that message yeah definitely i think that um you know even as adults if we if we hear messages within songs we're so much more likely to really take it in there's just something about music that has that power um and so for me i feel like um People think I'm crazy when I say this, but I just think like all of the generations up until now and including this generation, there's so much fighting and war going on in the world. And I think that if we can like start with a fresh generation and start right at the beginning and bring them up with so much love and empathy and kindness for the world and for everyone around them, then we can phase out all of that war and all of that fighting and we can just live in a really loving, kind world. And even if it doesn't work, then we've had a good time and we're (laughs) living in a kind world. (laughs) That's right. Even if it doesn't work, you know, if I can if I can sort of touch one one kid to to really believe in themselves and really um, love themselves, then my job is done. Let's go straight to the first of your music choices. Let's have Kath B and Doug Stenhouse follow your heart. Why this one? Kath B is a friend of mine. She wrote this song and I think it's really powerful because I think so often you can get caught up in the humdrum of life and and forget about those burning um, passions and desires in your heart. Um, and I think it is really important to just follow your heart and trust that everything will work out fine. And I think that's something we lose um, coming into adulthood because as a kid, you do just follow your heart and you do just go for it and you don't worry about what the world will think of you or, um, you know, being humiliated. But somewhere along the way, we kind of get that squashed down. And so I think this is an important message to adults to go back to the basics and follow your heart. You might have thought that I was just a dreamer My life and all the wanted Just a dream But what is life without a few dreams you can believe in You might have thought that I had a good imagination Daydreaming life away, wasting time. But what is life without a few fantasies to hold on to? To hold on to. Follow your heart, cause that's where you'll find the answers. Follow your heart, and you'll find. Takes you and you'll look back and smile. 
So dreams that you can believe in. What dreams do you believe in? Oh, dreams for me or dreams for happenings in the world? Let's start with you, shall we? Dreams that I believe in. Well, like I was saying before, I guess I do believe in, in a better world existing, a world with with lots of love and none of the other stuff. Um, but I guess like personal dreams of mine, you know, I I, I believe in, in, in the power of manifesting. And um, I always dreamed that um, as my ultimate goal, I would have a kids TV show and then that appeared in my life. So <laughs> it's good to dream. Dreams come true sometimes. <laughs> if Mawira was here, she'd be asking questions about hope and imagination. And recently she's been asking about how we get kids over the the hump of the sort of the, the wall of the realisation of the, the challenges in the world about social equity and climate change and everything. Because when they're little, they have all these dreams and then we really hit them hard through their teens with that realization how do we get people to to hang on to that imagination and that hope well i think um i think any of those obstacles that that they come across and realize what what the real deal is with the world and i think what it's happening starting to happen a lot now with this new generation is they need to fight for it so if there's you know my mum always said when, where there's a will, there's a way. And I think if, if you have a huge dream of becoming, um, you know, what, what it is you want to become and then you you hit teenagehood and realise that you can't get there because of social structures or society, the way it's built, um, there must be a way to change it, to break it down. You know, you've got to go straight to the root of these things. And um, and it's it. I think there is a lot of change happening at the moment and we don't need to just stick with ways that it's always been just because it's the way it's always been. Do you see the the songs that you are singing or the, the engaging with kids as actively working towards change? I mean, you, you, you talked about how you the songs have morals in them about kindness and so on. Is, is it actively about helping kids see that change is possible? Yeah, I think so, because I think um, standing up for yourself and standing up for what is right and believing in yourself are the is the base of, of that, of making change, really. We've had a lot of change imposed on us in the the last year or so. Have you been singing songs about COVID? Writing songs about COVID? Um, I've written a few. Um, the main one I wrote was the most recent one I wrote was the hand washing song. And um I'm so with my kids' songs, I'm not really getting into the politics of it, but um there are some important messages that I think for kids, this whole this whole thing can be so overwhelming because we're we're being given so many messages. Kids live on routine and structure um and 
everything's different now. That's all thrown out the window. Um, we're staying home, we're wearing masks, all these different things, and there's all the information is overwhelming for adults, let alone for kids. Um, and so I just want to really break it down and make it as simple as possible for them and fun, fun as well, because that's where that's where it's at for kids is, is the fun. So I do have a little song um, where the World Health Organization recommended time length for washing your hands is at least 20 seconds. So this song lasts for 20 seconds and you can sing it as you're washing your hands. Um, and it's just it's just a fun way of of letting kids know that yeah that's what we need to do but we're going to make it fun and you just need to sing this song at the same time and it's all done. I'm gonna wash my hands. That's what I'm gonna do on the backs and fronts between my fingers too. I'm gonna wash my hands and then I'm gonna say for you and watch the gems go down and drown. How old is your son? He's six years old. So old enough to know what's going on? Yeah. How have you been engaging him with that? Yeah, it's interesting. I think he's sort of been navigating his own way through it pretty well. And I think the teachers at school are doing a fantastic job as well. Um, because they are I think the main thing is keeping them informed and 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 breaking everything down and explaining it all because otherwise as soon as you start keeping keeping secrets or not talking about it because they're kids and it's a grown-up issue then that's when it freaks them out so you just want to be really open and honest and I've just been explaining it step by step what's been happening and he watches the announcements the one o'clock announcements with me sometimes and um yeah he knows about the different levels and what we can and can't do and um we just write it out together and it's fine any questions or insights that have surprised you from him i don't know i guess it's just like just things that they that they love to usually do like go to the playground like if you're going for a walk and then there's a playground, it's like, oh, mum, why can't I play in the playground? It's right there. And, you know, but you just kind of got to help them through that. And, you know, there will be a time you can play in the playground again, but not right now. <laughs> Has the, you, you're talking about how the, your um, your business also is, is kids entertainment going to parties. I presume that's, that, did that stop for a while again? Yes, definitely. Um, so doing live performances and with the party business, those are the things that COVID has affected the most. Um, and yeah, obviously through COVID, no one can throw birthday parties. So that stopped completely. Um, and I was worried after the last lockdown that maybe it won't pick up again. But as soon as we went back into level two, it did. So that was that was really amazing. And I think Often after a lockdown, people are almost more excited to have gatherings and to celebrate. Um, but what I have been doing um, in each of the lockdowns is hosting a, um, a live Facebook birthday party show um, where kids, well, the parents send me in the names and ages of kids that are having a birthday in that week. And then I give them a shout out in my live show and we sing happy birthday together and we blow out 
the candles um, and we do some party songs and dancing and games and just to just to 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 give them a bit of magic on their special day even though they're at home and they probably do have the disappointment of the cancelled birthday party and not being able to see their friends so yeah i just tried to bring a bit of that magic into their home through the screens <laughs> have you figured out how to do it behind a mask can 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 you be as exciting when you've got that barrier yeah um it's a little difficult it depends what what level we're at but at some of the um the lower covid levels we are able to sort of come into the party wearing a mask and then set down the band boundary so we have like a, a very pretty um floral sort of ribbon and we set that down at two meters and the kids just have to stay behind the ribbon and that way we can perform um perform the party unmasked um and just do those games at a distance you're talking about having the birthday parties online and we've seen a lot of different things that have come up you know people being creative about how they are they're interacting because one of the things that we discovered by not being able to to connect with people is how much we really value being able to connect with people and we found yeah. lots of ways of of doing it are, are you seeing when you're talking with the kids either online or through birthday parties is, is anything changed in terms of how they're interacting or, or does it come down to everybody loves a birthday party and they'll happily you know sing along um i think in the parties that we've done just coming out of a lockdown well it can go one of either two ways but um a lot of parties um you know they'll be so excited to finally be seeing all their friends it's quite overwhelming actually because they've just spent all this time at home with just their family um no school or anything like that and then all of a sudden all of their friends are coming to their house and a theory's coming as well <laughs> and it's it's so much excitement it's almost like this excitement that's been building up you know the whole time they were at home without seeing their friends for so long and um and you know the the energy yeah the energy can be even even higher at those times and it can be more interactive but then um you know every kid is so different and i think some kids would go the other way and have a little bit of anxiety around that after being home for so long without seeing anybody and feeling a bit isolated where it can be a bit too overwhelming having having suddenly all of this attention on them bubble sprite of the forest of orakanui Dunedin's favorite goddess tahu mackenzie kia ora koutou I hope you're all having the best day, beautiful superstars in your beloved universes. And I really hope, wherever you are, whatever's happening around you, this journey that we're all on together is proving to be very rewarding, very sustaining, and illuminating for you more and more each day who you are, the triumph of nature's art. Perfect. Unique. And here, making things better. Thank you. Now I'm waking up and I'm talking to you. This is the first thing that I'm doing this morning, apart from letting the hens out to frolic about. 
And I was very happy because when I let them out, I found three eggs just sitting there. So they have rescheduled their laying, which is very exciting to be in the morning. So I know for all of us over the last more than a year, we've had a very tricky time and having hens is one of the things that has really helped me. As you know, at Hey Hey HQ, I had a huge number of hens. I had 15 hens at one point and I had to, in the end, rehome them because 15 hens in an urban backyard was not, not the best for them. However, being able to look after them and have them around me and hear them and see them, all these things are so one. And of course, I was looking after them with the best of intention. I had to learn, of course, through that experience what I was capable of and what was realistic. And in many ways, we're doing the same thing now. It's so important with everything that we do that we consider the intention behind the actions, the intention behind the latest developments, the intention behind the changes that are taking place around us. And for these new hens, they've settled in very well. But of course, having been rehomed from my dear friend who's moving to Invercargill and coming, that's a big change for them. And I hope they feel that me putting them in their house at night and everything like that, I'm doing with a vintage, even if it's quite different. I used to. So last night, Harvey Penfold, who we all know and love, my dear partner, showed me a meme. And unfortunately, I think that we had different interpretations of this meme. I didn't like it and I didn't find it funny in the way that he did. And of course, it's taken me until this morning to feel that actually he was not showing me that meme to upset me or, you know, to reveal himself as a terrible person. He was showing me that meme to make me laugh because it made him laugh. And having recognised that positive intention, I feel a bit more kindly towards him now than I did last night. But I think that for all of us, it's so important if we can, in the moment, remember the intention. I personally feel that we're all here doing our best and we're all constantly contributing as much as we possibly can, consciously and unconsciously. And it's so important to remember this when things don't go in the way that we had imagined, in the way that we had expected, when we're feeling unsettled, when we're feeling uncertain, as we all are now, when things are changing, have changed, when we're grieving for our old way of life, as we all are now, to remember that everything has taken place with the best of intentions, with our safety in mind, with our lives in mind. And not only is this true for us on a personal level and on a human level, but for all species on the earth, that we're all doing our best to survive and we're all doing our best to thrive and have the best possible life that we can and in fact we can do this together and of course we are doing this together we are constantly co-evolving with all life in an infinite web but by bearing in mind our best intentions i believe are there we can do it even i'll look forward to talking to you again soon thanks so much Kakite. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Rosalind Manowitz, or Rainbow Rosalind, as she is probably more commonly known. Is it weird <laughs> having two names to be go- to go by like that? Yeah, it's a bit of an alter ego, and um, I and then I sort of on the TV show, my name is Rosie, so I sort of have these three <laughs> identities, and it's quite interesting when kids run into me on the street to to know which one they're going to come out with that they recognise me as. My dad was on play school for many years, and you could tell exactly oh, wow. the age of a kid by whether or not they knew who dad was. <laughs> 
amazing. So what's next for you? Well, um, hopefully another season of Code Fun. Fingers crossed that decision hasn't been made yet. Um, and apart from that, I have some music videos and songs in the work. For, in the works for Rainbow Rosalind. Um, it's been amazing to get some funding from New Zealand on air to create those. Um, yeah, and just, um, I have this project, Rainbow Rosalind Meets the Orchestra, that I'd love to do some more work with and create an album with that. Is that a Peter and the Wolf type exploration? Um, it is. So Peter and the Wolf and maybe like two other works that exist in the world, I believe, um, are the only sort of works that bridge the gap between children and experiencing classical music in a fun way and an accessible way. And so I created a, um, a work called Rainbow Rosalind Meets the Orchestra. And it consists of 12 songs that I sing with the orchestra that in each song introduces a different element of the orchestra so that kids get the whole experience cool let's take the second of your music choices which isn't from there it is the kindness song why this one yeah well i think that's been um that's been a big part of our chat today about about kindness and just everyone being kind to each other and i think especially at times like this it's just so important to show everyone kindness and to remember to be kind to yourself as well um because there's only so much we can do and i think being kind to ourselves is is a really important thing to do um so yeah this song is just about kindness the government has used heavily the be kind message, the, the hashtag be kind. Why do you think it's resonated so well with people? It's, you know, it's, it could have just been a sort of a flash in the pan. Let's get through the first bit of the first lockdown. Just remember to be kind to your neighbours. But it seems to have developed, it's stuck. Mm. Why, why do you think it's it's had such a, a longevity through the the pandemic response i think it's because we're all experiencing this together at the same time for the first time and it is an obstacle course because i think that people you know it has triggered a lot of um people that um might be feeling down or feeling stressed or anxious um and i think because they're feeling that, then we know that other people are feeling that too. Um, and I think we all have a bit of a sense of isolation in our homes when we're used to being such social beings. So, um, yeah, I think people know that if they're feeling down, then it means other people are feeling down as well and that it, it doesn't hurt to show a bit of kindness to other people and it might just make their day. And not just to other people, as you were saying before the song, it's about being kind to yourself as well. And I think that that kind of realisation yes. kicked in a bit later. Hang on. It, it's not yeah. just about being kind to your neighbours, going check your neighbours are okay without going near them. Mm. But it's that sort of that that being gentle on yourself. 
Definitely, definitely. And I think you, I read something the other day which I found really interesting, which was that, you know, um, I resonated with this, that you, a lot of people, I think, are putting a lot of pressure on themselves during lockdowns that, you know, during that time they could have been working so hard at this and they could have achieved this during that time and why haven't I achieved that and why haven't I been getting all the work done that I, you know, I imagine I would and I should. Um, and and the same goes for homeschooling our kids. And we're trying to juggle all these things at once, which is not normal. This is not a normal situation. And I think we just need to remind ourselves, this is not a holiday. It's not a, it's not a, a sort of a resort where we're, we're just staying in our houses on holiday to um, to get this work done or to to um, homeschool our kids it's actually a pandemic and it's actually this is the last resort why we're doing this and survival is really the thing like we're just trying to get through it and everyone is doing the best they can and and you know every person like you are doing the best you can and that's all that matters and even if you're not doing the best you can it doesn't matter <laughs> It doesn't really matter. None of it matters. Um, you know, it's it's just about being kind to yourself and not expecting too much or putting all that pressure on yourself. Yes, we need to change the narrative from you know, working at home to well. The first thing I'm doing is surviving a pandemic, mm. and the whole we're, we have to, and we're staying at home so that yeah. everybody can survive the pandemic, not just me. The usual structure in society is that we've you know we've created this life for ourselves where our kids are at school and so that's why we're we're going to work because we have that time free in the day but we don't anymore and and now we're having to parent 24 7 and also somehow work at the same time so those are just these are not normal circumstances so you can't expect too much of yourself the theme of this show wasn't at the start but it kind of evolved the notion of being positive but not deluded Where do you sit mm. on that kind of, I don't know if that's a spectrum, but a, a, a position? Um, it depends on the day. <laughs> I guess like, you know, sometimes you wake up and you are quite positive about it and, um, and sometimes you're not. And um, I think I probably sit somewhere in the middle because you do have to be realistic about things but you know I've had enough show cancellations and, and party cancellations now that that I realize I'm sort of tentative I, I, I do realize that you know I won't always have shows and live performance um, so you know I think you do sort of have to start future-proofing yourself and your business in that way so like um, you know it, it is important for my industry that we've started putting a lot more emphasis on the online content that we have and and utilizing youtube and and spotify and itunes rather than just relying on live performance because that is a real dodgy <laughs> danger zone now um but yeah i think it is good to be optimistic as well and we've you know we we, we went for a long time in new zealand um, with no COVID, so it is possible. It has been done. We have seen lots of change over the last year and a half. It's almost two years, I suppose, since the start, isn't it? 
Of the sort of societal level changes that we've seen, what do you think is going to stick? And perhaps more importantly, what do you hope will stick? Um, I think that it has been nice in a way, looking at the positives, to be able to spend more family time at home um, and, you know, get in the garden and, and, and do all those back to basics kind of stuff rather than rushing, 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 rushing around everywhere. And I have a friend who um, was working a job, a, a nine-to-five, um, for years. Um, and when she, I don't think she really enjoyed it by this point. She was just sort of doing it on automatic because it was her job and we need to have a job. And um, because of the last lockdown, she was at home and and, and she was – because she sort of stopped and had a breather and could look at the big picture, she she realised that that wasn't really what she did want to be doing with her life and, and she made the decision to go back and study something different that she was really passionate about. And I think that's been a common theme for a lot of people in lockdown because it is, it, we're sort of looking at life on the whole and what is life, you know, what are we doing and what is our purpose here and what's the meaning behind what I do. And um, and I think to give, yeah, I think it's given some people a bit of that breathing space and a bit of time out to sort of reflect on life in that way. I work in professional practice, helping people with their masters of professional practice and their doctorate of professional practice. And that is a common theme that the pandemic forced people to mm. to think hard about what it is that they do. Or actually not what it is that they do. Why is it that they do? Because it's yeah. not about the what, because all of a sudden the the what stopped. So if they yeah. were trying to do the the, the, the purpose of their work and then that led on of course to the pivots to how can I do this in a different way but in doing so it's yeah. really helped people to think about that why am I doing this not from a well maybe mm. from a from a personal why am I doing this but from a you know what's the reason this job exists yeah so in your in in your terms I mean like when you and I think you did the similar similar sort of thing it's you know, we can't do birthday parties, but we can still engage mm. kids. We can still provide that 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 that, that entertainment, that yeah. excitement, that hope. How can we do that in a different way? Yeah, well, even though we were doing parties every weekend and entertaining for kids and bringing joy to their special day, um, I think if you do anything for long enough, you're just sort of doing it on automatic because it's what you do. And so even if the course of what we do didn't change that dramatically um, over lockdown. I think it, it did it did bring me back to the basics of why are we doing this? Because I did, I saw, you know, so many kids that where the parents were telling me, oh, they're just so heartbroken that they're not able to have their birthday party and to see their friends and um, have that special day for them, which is really important. And so, um, you know, that just really made me want to to make their day special no matter what it took and so I think going back into parties now in real life um you know hopefully we're bringing some of that passion with us and maybe people will appreciate it even more because they realize that somehow close we came to losing that kind of thing and we did lose it for a while 
Yeah, I think that um, live performance in general has been like that. Um, you know, at the first lockdown, definitely when so many cancels and um, so many cancellations of live in, live performance and live entertainment and concerts, um, and then when it all opened up again, it was like every concert was sold out straight away yes. because everyone was just so excited to get back to live entertainment. I have some questions to end the show. What is the biggest mm -hmm. success you've had in the last couple of years? Um, probably winning this recent award called the Funky Kids Radio Global Artist of the Decade, and which went along with the the global uh, the national artist of the decade as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Here's a little word, something that you've heard. It makes people happy all around the world. See if you can guess. It finishes with ness. Starts with a K. Hmm. It's kindness. Kindness is something you feel inside. Kindness is something you see. If I'm kind to everyone, kindness comes back to me. I could pick you a flower thing. I could give you a hug. I could dance round in circles. I could draw you a bug I could tell you I love you oh, I love you I could tell you you're sweet You're sweet I could share all my toys Thanks Or make you a treat Yum Kindness is something you feel inside Kindness is something you see Kindness comes back to 
Global Kids Artist of the Decade. That's a pretty cool thing mm. to put on the on the business card or on the website. Yeah, it's amazing. We are writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people doing good work. So you are in that team. What's your superpower? Oh, I think my superpower is just to bring joy to people. Not just. I'll take the just out. My superpower <laughs> is to bring joy. <laughs> joy and magic. So we, ha we have some people try and get away with saying, oh, I'm flying. And we say, no, you can't fly. <laughs> there has to be something that's real. Yeah. But, but your job as a fairy. Yeah, I do fly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> do you consider yourself to be an activist? Yeah, I think so. What for? Um, in the past, I have actually done some activism for animal welfare. Um, but I think, I think, you know, I think that everyone is an activist in some way. And I think every time that you stand up for yourself or you stand up for your morals, um, you are being an activist. So, you know, I think those, those moments occur probably every week for me, even with small things. So when you think something is unjust. What motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, I mean, my son, everyone says their kids. <laughs> their kids <laughs> are the reason they, they keep going. But, but, yeah, definitely, you know, seeing his little smiley face every day gets me up out of bed. And what challenge or opportunity are you looking forward to in the next year or so? Um, hopefully filming another season of Code Fun. Is that filmed in Dunedin? Yep, it is. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? Um, follow your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so cliche, sounds so cliche, but you know, you just can't, you can't give up on what you're passionate about because otherwise you'll just spend your life miserable doing what you're not really passionate about. And just don't let that, that, that fire disappear for what you really, really are meant to do. Um, you know, no matter how hard it is, just keep going and yeah, follow your dreams. Thank you for that. We shall indeed. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me. But Peter, how do we get to Neverland? Fly, of course. Fly? It's easy. All you have to do is to... is to... is to... Ha! That's funny. What's the matter? Don't you know? Oh, sure. It's... It's just that I never thought about it before. Say, that's it. You think of a wonderful thought. Any happy little thoughts? Uh-huh. Like toys at Christmas? Sleigh bells? Snow? Yep. Watch me now. Here I go. 
It's easier than pie. He can fly! He can fly! He flew! Now you try. I'll think of a mermaid lagoon. Oh, underneath a magic moon. I'll think I'm in a pirate's cave. I'll think I'll be an Indian brain. Now everybody try. One, two, three. We can fly! We can fly! We can fly! This won't do. What's the matter with you? All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Dust? Dust. Yup. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Now, think of the happiest things. It's the same as having wings. Let's all try it just once more. Look, we're rising off the floor. Jim and me. Oh, my. We can fly. You can fly. We can fly. Come on, everybody. Here we go. Up to Neverland. Think of a wonderful thought. Any merry little thought. Think of Christmas, think of snow, think of sleigh bells, off you go like reindeer in the sky. You can fly, you can fly, you can fly. Think of the happiest things, it's the same as having wings. Take the path that movies make, if the moon is still awake, you'll see him wink his eye. You can fly, you can fly, you can their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at three and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. This is from the Peter Pan soundtrack. Sawyer's Bay Dunedin, and I have been joined from halfway bush by Rosalind Manowitz, the Rainbow Rosalind. For that is blowing bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.